0: Three, two, one, and we're back. Oh my gosh. What the heck? Today's my birthday?
1: It is. Happy birthday.
0: (laughs) No, I know. It's my birthday. So thanks to all of you that are sending me birthday wishes. I really appreciate it. But I want to get something really clear. Happy birthday. You look great for 51. That technically is not something... I don't... That... No. You just say you look great. You don't have to say for 51, okay?
1: (laughs) And it's not just 51 either. It's for pretty much any birthday past when you're about... What did you say? Like 12...
0: No, be 15. probably like thirty-five. Okay, you look great for thirty-five. Yes, yeah, it
1: doesn't work there either. Yeah, it's not really. Right. I
0: know it's supposed to be a compliment, but it kind of isn't because it's almost like we're really surprised you don't look like a bag of garbage at fifty-one.
1: <laughs> well, sincerely, you look fantastic, and I love you and Happy Birthday.
0: Thank you, I You're sincerely welcome. appreciate it, and thanks to all of you guys who are sending us birthday wishes, and thanks to all of you who were on our clubhouse this morning and we really drilled down um, sort of a continuation of yesterday's podcast where we were talking about essentially limiting beliefs. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, we had so many, actually I didn't tell you Julie, the Mm -hmm. listens on that one from iTunes and Stitcher and all the others was through the roof.
1: Fantastic. So
0: we were touched on a vein that people really wanted to, you know, have tapped as it Mm -hmm. were. So we did a continuation of that on our clubhouse this morning and it was really powerful. So if you're on the clubhouse app, Uh, Just look for um, the name of our 8 a.m. every morning at 8 a.m. East Coast. It's called, uh, what is it called? Real Estate Masterclass. And just look for it, and then you can join in, and I think it's something that uh, is really a special opportunity for us to connect and uh, converse directly with all of you. And Julie and I are really enjoying it, and all the other coaches and top producing agents that are participating are as well. So this is something that Julie wrote based on the conversations we had after the two-hour-long Clubhouse event this morning.
1: Now, yesterday we actually presented this to you, the four questions exercise, right? So the four questions, and we won't drill down on that because you guys can get caught up on that podcast. Four questions are, what do you believe? Like, what do you really believe in your heart? And then is it true? Is it absolutely true? Who are you because you believe it's true? Who would you be if you didn't believe that? And then how can you turn around your thought process when you find out something's different than what you thought? Originally,
0: so the easier, like the way I was framing it this morning, that seemed to work, is it write down three to five limiting beliefs you have about yourself. Yes, these are negative thoughts, but you can handle it. They're in your head. Sort of the three to five negative uh, or the three to five uh, limiting beliefs you have about yourself, and then um, then go through the questions. And Julie, what I was doing that worked really well in the Mm -hmm. um, clubhouse is I was combining the first and second question.
1: Was that your how are you benefiting by
0: believing that? No, no, that was the last bit. So I was going. So what do you what do you believe? what was your limiting belief that you know is absolutely true? So I was taking these okay. first three points, and I was just smashing them into one question, mm-hmm. and that actually helped quite a bit. Okay. You that know? works so, for me. And, so,
1: and remember, we did drill down on this quite a bit on yesterday's podcast.
0: Right. So this is good stuff. So Julie was taking notes during our clubhouse this morning when we were doing live coaching, which wasn't my intent, but that's how it worked <laughs> that's out. How it went? Yeah, it was. It was. It was, it was very interesting. And um, for those that you of you in clubhouse that are in our group that participated, respect for uh, spilling the beans in front of so many strangers. That was very good. You guys did a really, you know, uh, a very. Uh, impressive job in some cases of being transparent and uh Catholic, being, and being yeah introspective really yeah so yeah let's go through this Julie and by the way before Julie gets to her first point I remind all of you uh that heck yes Julie and I want to sponsor you at EXP Realty. If you're ready to join EXP Realty and you're looking for the right sponsor just text me directly at uh 206 and let's talk about why you may choose Julie and I to be your sponsor at eXp Realty, 512 758 0206. And also, guys, remember if you want to sign up for one of our coaching programs, just hop on over to timandjulieharris.com, timandjulieharris.com, and you can read all about coaching programs, um, you know, our student success, everything that you would want to possibly know, um, and then move forward and become one of our coaching members. And that's timandjulieharris.com. So, Julie.
1: Yeah, so these are four specific thoughts that I sorted out from that very long and powerful clubhouse session that you had this morning. So this is kind of like you know some common things that I, I settled on these four themes. Number one was fear of success, and so this went like like kind of like this thought process: if I am more successful, notice how we start right off the bat with if and not when. If I'm more successful, I have to sacrifice. Fill in the blank.
0: That happened. There were a lot of people saying yeah, that. Very right? thematic. They're, so to translate this, we are hearing I would have somebody in the audience, and they would uh, decide to spin the wheel of fortune. You know, <laughs> and they would uh, then have to answer the questions. You know, where's the limiting belief that about yourself that you absolutely know is true? And then um, who are you because you believe it's true? And what would you uh, be or who would you be if you didn't believe that was true? And then uh, what we we're hearing a lot was. Uh, a lot of people saying that they don't believe they deserve the success that they could have in life and business, um, or they don't believe they'll ever be rich because then they had all these embedded excuses like, because I don't want to have to sacrifice my family. I don't want to have to, all those types of things. And and so that's the point. It was fear of success ultimately.
1: Yes. And so that spun into really examining that, right? So what's causing that? And How are you benefiting that, right? So if you hang on to that, if I'm more successful, it means that I have to sacrifice all my family time. That means that I can maybe take a week or two off that probably my family needs to be working so that I can move us forward in life because I'm gonna use the excuse, well, if I work that hard, it's gonna sacrifice my family. So I'd rather, you know, not that spending time with your family is the problem. If you're thinking that, you're missing the point. You know, but they're using that excuse to maybe be a little lazy sometimes because that's kind of universally acceptable. I'm not going to work today because I've got to, you know, go to a baseball game.
0: And so the the output of the uh, going through the series of questions, remember, is what is the limiting belief about yourself that you absolutely know is true? And the first one being that Julie was just talking about is that you have to sacrifice, you know, your soul or you have to give up family time. and Your family will forget your name. Uh, in order to be successful and you're not willing to do that. That's the limiting belief that you have about success. And then the next question remembers, who are you because you believe it's true? And then the next question would be, uh, who would you be if you didn't believe that was true? And then the last question I was asking them that really seemed to hit at home was, how are you benefiting from that limiting belief? Right? And so, you know, Julia's example of the family time one, that that is a little bit harder to decipher. But if you, for example, have like a couple of ladies actually said, I believe that uh, people don't like me or they had Definitely. some version of that. Right. Yeah. And I thought that was really fascinating. And so when we, when we you know, worked through this, Uh, decluttering of their thinking about that particular thought, the output was really quite interesting. And really what they were deciding or what they uh, discovered was they had that limiting belief about themselves because it gave them an excuse then not to actually have contact with people that they'd otherwise not have contact with. In other words, why would I want to call that person, center of influence and past client, let's say, if those people don't like me? What's the point? They're just going to reject me anyway.
1: Well, so you hold on to that and that gives you an excuse not
0: to call. Exactly. Exactly. And they, no. the previous example, if I'm successful, if I'm trying to strive and earn money and all the rest of it, then it's going to be at the sacrifice, it's going to sacrifice my family life and I'm going to end up rich, but I'll have nobody around me to share it with or some mm-hmm. iteration of that. Well, okay, so. Uh, so
1: I'm not going to try as hard. Right,
0: exactly. And that's the, how are you benefiting from that limiting belief? And the answer is what Julie just said is that gives you an excuse, actually, to not have to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. You're actually using your family as an excuse to be a little bit intellectually and professionally lazy.
1: And in fact, if they knew that that's what you were doing, (laughs) they would not be cool with that, right? No, exactly. So a lot of these things have some irony in them, especially when you take them apart and put them back together, right? So we talked about what to do about that. So for example, to bring your family into what your professional goals are so they understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and that it's valuable to them as well. And they and then in turn support you. Now that also plays into, you know, what if that was happening? Oh, I don't do that because then I get pressure from my family to do what I promised them I would do, right? So there's lots of psychology in this guys. Um, Tim, number two, you touched on this a little bit. I called it guilt for success. Mm-hmm. I have to be a jerk to be successful, and it makes people dislike me. Thus, I don't call my past clients. That's what you were talking about. Well, that
0: was kind of the third point, though, with regards mm-hmm. to lack of versatility. So that would be, for example, you know, we already kind of touched on that. Yeah. You know, that that was the example. And again, I was surprised that came out. Uh, three a different lot. ladies said that. Yeah. You know, and they were all saying basically, uh, people don't like me, and it was like, you know, but really, when you cut through it. Of course, people like them. You know, they have tons of people, hundreds, if not thousands, of people that have liked them throughout their lives. But they're telling themselves that because they're maybe see themselves as drivers. And as a result of that, they're unversatile drivers, which means they are either, they're like, you know, they're not willing to uh, form to the environment and the people that are around them because they lack versatility. And that was by, a huge conversation. Right. And by lacking versatility, actually what it was, was an excuse not to actually have to uh, expand who they can do business with. And so you'd say, well, Tim, how's that a benefit? Well, it wouldn't be in my mind, but in their minds it's a benefit because then it makes it so that they don't have to challenge their ego to be more versatile. Mm-hmm. And they don't then have to start making the different types of contacts that they can avoid now. And i you know, I know what Julie's thinking. There was there have been uh, this event we did a long time ago, <laughs> and we had this top producing agent. Is what you were thinking, right? Think so. We we had this top producing agent from San Diego, and he was up on stage, and he mm-hmm. was an icon in the industry, still is. And he said the one thing, and he was a total driver, totally went after essentially people that didn't know him. You know, calling lots of you know Fisbos expired colder you know, stuff, colder yeah. stuff. And and he was not working in centers of influence and in past clients at all. Ever. Of which
1: he had thousands.
0: Yeah, thousands. And the reality of it is, is you want to obviously do both. And the longer you're in the business, the more greater percent of your business should come from your centers of influence and past clients. Greg, right? Great. But he, Greg Newman, yep. but he never actually made the phone calls to those people because he himself was such a driver, an absolute driver that he never developed. Well, this is my, you know, memory of it, but he never really had developed the uh, flexibility or the versatility to be able to have those more amiable type conversations when calling centers of influence and past clients. And so, as a result of that, basically, he limited himself in the potential he could have otherwise done his business. And his greatest regret was he realized this in retrospect, had he been working in centers of influence and past clients, he would have been able to save billions of dollars in buying leads or, you know, all kinds of hours from having to chase cold leads.
1: That's right. I mean, the agents that make the most money in this business are absolutely the most versatile. And the drivers are just the most obvious ones, you know, because they like to get things done and they don't like to, to pace as much. But people use this. an excuse with all four of those personality styles like i can't do whatever the most obvious one being picking up the phone because i'm too amiable to do it well drivers say i'm not going to pick up the phone because i don't want to have long conversations analytical people will say i don't want to answer the phone because i haven't got the research behind every call right everybody's got an excuse i can't do it because i'm whatever personality in all four cases whether you're dis or c You're just using that as an excuse. You're not being versatile. And the longer you are avoiding that versatility, because you do have to actively work on being versatile, the less money you're going to make, the less people you're going to help, and the more upset you're going to be.
0: So I heard this a few times. You don't have this as written as one of your points. Mm -hmm. But other people are saying, um, my my limiting belief is that I do not deserve to be Mm, successful or I do not deserve to be rich. I heard that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was something that was really fascinating and that, that is something that's deep rooted in all of us. Now, if you're from the Midwest and you're grow, you grew up in a, like, you know, I did in a church and you were the whole thing, you were surrounded by reinforcing statements around circulating around the idea that essentially, you know, being rich is evil, or you have to, you know, take from uh, a rich person is only rich because they're taking from poor people, or just all these really li- huge limiting beliefs. More than your fair share. Not not every uh, church, obviously. I'm over, yeah. you know, I'm generalizing here, but there's a lot of limiting beliefs that some of us are given as wonderful little package gifts when we were kids, and until we actually pull those out and we challenge them, we don't realize how those beliefs are actually holding us back. And I'll tell you what's I- extra interesting about that is when you're confronted with the limiting factors of one of these beliefs that you got from somebody you love. Like your mom would always say, you know, whatever she would always, you know, whatever it was that she said, but you love your mom, have the best thoughts about your mom. But then you're actually doing some work on yourself and you're being introspective and you're remembering this little thing your mom used to say to you And now as an adult who's being introspective, you're realizing that little thing that your mom was saying to you is now actually holding you back as an adult. Well, it's hard for you to let that thought go or to see, you know, basically to challenge it or question it because you feel like you're being disloyal to your mom. And there's a lot of that in our deeply rooted psychology that until you confront it, you're always going to have that thing hold you back. And that especially is true when it comes to wealth accumulation or obtaining any level of success. People constantly with, usually subconsciously are holding themselves back based because of learning that they had or mislearning they had as kids can you go and
1: then well and then it gets reinforced by maybe some political views right or or their their best friend said something in passing about you know redistribution of wealth or you know why does that ceo make so much money all, all of these things are i call them like subconscious um confirmation bias like you're not you once you're you're kind of looking for it, and then you get a little bit more of it, and then you start to like believe that that's normal.
0: Well, like for example, you hop on CNBC, and I there was this uh, uh, subject line of one of their articles. They had like, I don't remember what airline it was, but some airline, you know, American, let's say, American CEO gets paid, you know, $20 million. Average American employee only gets paid $35,000 a year. Okay. What is it that they're trying to trigger by reading that title? It's not fair. It's not fair, right? They're, you're trying to, that they're playing into rich people, greedy, taking from, exactly. Mm -hmm. See what they're doing. And so they're basically manipulating you because they know a lot of people are raised thinking like that.
1: And yet the, CEO of an airline has kind of a different job than probably the average Joe.
0: So I read the article because mm. I knew what they were trying to spin sure, it towards. Sure, sure. And then as soon as you read the article, they were basically saying this guy had been the CEO for a long period of time and his actual pay was like $162,000. And these are all basically <laughs> stock grants and all these other things that he would yeah. accumulated over the last few decades. Well, that
1: wasn't in the title,
0: was no, it? No, it wasn't because they were no. just trying to trigger people and yeah. play into those people's, well, you know.
1: That's my point, right? So Limiting it, beliefs. You have to really work hard against that stuff. Okay, so another one that came out was I can't quit my current job because of blank and I don't do that thing because i still have my job that was a big circular conversation right so people well, only one guy to, said that but people try to replace their their uh, well ziggy is a good example somebody actually yep, did that but
0: she did so so here's the you know we went through it and really the essence of that one was with oh uh, actually his name was jose mm-hmm. was that he has a government job he's getting paid sixty thousand dollars a year he's got a wife and a baby the, the wife wants to stay home and take care of the baby and he wants to sell real estate full-time, but he's not confident that he can actually support his family and he wants to keep his job because that gives him financial security. And you know what? I'll tell you where my initial thought was, though I didn't say this, was, that makes sense. Yeah. And and so here's the, you know, we went through the limiting, and but the real essence of it was he had limiting beliefs about his ability to actually learn the skills necessary to earn at least $5,000 a month. Now, the irony of it was, is he's in Miami, where his average sale price would probably generate him at least $15,000 per sale. So really for him to replace his income, he only had to sell four houses per year. Um, you know, which is kind of interesting to think about how much more time that would give him with his family. But his limiting beliefs were holding him back. Then we identified his limited beliefs through these the series of questions. His limited beliefs were basically all went back to lack of skill. And so he could, you know, is it true? Is it true that you can't support your family? Well, the answer is, in my opinion, he was a new agent. It probably is true. You should keep your job. And that's what I told him for now. And so what I told him is he has to earn uh, five months in a row. He has to earn money enough every month uh, essentially to replace his income. So when he's earned at least $5,000 a month for at least five months in a row, then he's proven to himself and he's proven to his family that he then can quit that government job and sell real estate full time. So I just made it very practical. But his limiting belief was is that he couldn't do it and I was holding him to that job. But in his example, that actually was something that was valid, I thought, because. It, but on the other side of it was just learning skills to learn how to do but it. But he
1: needed you. Honestly. To create a plan. I, I listened to that, to unstick him from yeah. that. And you gave him some specific uh, parameters, like when you do the three months in a row, then you'll, you should know that you can do this. I told
0: him five, didn't I? I,
1: I can't remember, I but you gave him a, a specific plan. Yeah. Now I want to wrap just with that last yeah, Go because so we have to get to our calls. Okay, so one thing that I thought was great that you pointed out towards the end of the session that one of the things that came out was lack of clarity of thinking that in itself keeps you stuck. When, you, uh, when you're asked a specific question, give a specific answer. And that came out time and time again as we went through this ex- uh, exercise. Now, to be fair, people that went to that clubhouse did not know what we were going to be asking them, okay? And so they were working through that, but in every case what they said was their limiting belief once you drill down using the questions and asking more questions was not really what the essence of the issue was. Because
0: when I asked the specific question, what is the limiting belief that you have about yourself? You know, what is a limiting belief that you have about yourself that's, you know, that's holding you back mm-hmm. and many of them only one person actually answered with clarity I think I went yeah. through six or seven people little coaching right. sessions and only one person um, a gal I'm not remember her name now but she did it really well mm-hmm. everybody else struggled to come up with very clear thinking it's not because they didn't have limiting beliefs but because they're not used to drilling down and thinking Well, confronting them, Well, sort of. But it was a little bit of ego that didn't Mm -hmm. want to basically admit what their limiting belief was, but really was, is their inability to have drilled down precise, concise, clear clear thinking. And that was fascinating too, as we were going through this, as they're trying to express themselves, they use these big words and, you know, like they're... Paragraphs worth. They didn't know how to express themselves. They didn't actually know how to answer questions, which told me they didn't actually know how to think clearly. So if you don't know how to think clearly, you're never actually going to have focused, right? So having focus, being able to think precisely, and being able to answer questions without having to, um, you know, having multiple layers of onions peeled back constantly, you know, to get to the core of the onion where the real essence of the thought was or the real essence of the limiting belief was, it's a skill set that once you have it, you then will be able to be introspective and do a little self-coaching, which is you know a great talent to have. But
1: well, isn't that the point of the four questions? Right, is to help you think your way through and get some clarity. Right. Right. So I think this is a really valuable thing, and you can apply it to lots of different things. You know, we had tons of different examples. These were just kind of the prevailing themes. So. Um, what should you do about this? Well, at the top of this podcast, Tim said, write down your top three limiting beliefs and then put them through the grinder. See what comes out the other side.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's it. And so we did, the, again, this is a continuation really of what we did yesterday in the clubhouse this morning. So guys, this is a great opportunity for all of you to write down your three to five most dominant limiting beliefs. And I want to just be really clear, some of your limiting beliefs are valid. Um, for example, I gave the example this morning. I could never play. I My limiting belief is I'll never be an NBA basketball star. Well, yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> okay. The, the, so then, yeah. you know, but that's not what I'm talking about. Don't be cutesy with it. Your limiting belief is that you'll never be rich, maybe. Your limiting belief, like Rochelle came on and she's 55 and she's not in the shape she wants to be. She used to basically compete in fitness things and run really fast and all the rest of it. And she Her limiting belief, and I thought she did a good job of it was that she will never at 50, that she cannot get into, uh, you know, the best shape she possibly could be in at 55. And we went through her, you, know, you know, her limiting beliefs about that. And then finally, we got to the point, uh, the last question that I asked her, which is, uh, your limiting belief, how are you benefiting from it? And then she was honest and she said, well, it gives me permission not to have to exercise. I can eat what I want to eat. I can you know, have more wine yeah. than I should be having. In other words, her limiting belief existed because it was getting creating a benefit for her and that she didn't actually have to do what she didn't want to do and she didn't want to do it at the highest level. So the limiting belief was there by choice and that was really how – The real, the the output of this process is realizing that your limiting beliefs are probably in your head because you're choosing for them to be in your head, maybe subconsciously choosing for them to be in your head because you're getting a benefit from them, but you don't realize the ramifications of those limiting beliefs and you really can choose to go in a different direction. And hopefully you guys are vibing with this on this topic uh, because it really can have a profound impact on, on your life. Um, So, yeah, any closing thoughts, Mrs. Harris?
1: I think tomorrow's Clubhouse will be a new adventure, so tune in. Tell them again. Can do that. I don't want to do
0: as much talking as I did this morning on the no, clubhouse. That's true. So hopefully we'll have some more. Well, uh, if they
1: show up, we make maybe they'll be a moderator with you. You yeah, never
0: know. Exactly. So in the meanwhile, guys, if you need me for anything, if you want to join Julie and I at EXP Realty, feel free to text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, thank you for continuing to make this the number one listened to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States, as I'm happy and proud to say. Um, and thank you again for all the birthday wishes and I really appreciate it and um, yeah guys thank you and remember Julie's birthday is on Friday <laughs> she's 35 for the I'm not going to say how many times okay.
1: that's okay it's
0: it's 35 again uh, it's
1: a good number she may have
0: been 35 before
1: and I will be again
0: and she may have been 35 <laughs> a number of years ago mm-hmm.
1: all right but, time to wrap
0: but I'm not to say her age so you guys have a fantastic day we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow